It's time to travel with Anita. From across town to around the world, she covers it all. Spanning the globe for more than four decades, Anita has been to over 100 countries and territories and is the host of the Lowell Thomas Bronze Award-winning podcast, Quarter Miles Travel. From load transportation fares to travel insurance concerns, safety to savings, Anita gets you there and back with a smile along the way. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. You know, now is the perfect time to say ahoy and set sail on the deep blue sea. I recently did just that with a sailing on the Sea of Cortez. Don't you love the name of that sea? It was an amazing destination with pristine islands, each with only wildlife and vegetation. No humans living there, really, except for a few scientists on some of the islands. And it was an opportunity to explore the undeveloped islands with visits to the beach and hikes along some of their sandy trails. It was an adventure, but it was also very relaxing. And I sail with Scenic Eclipse on their ocean yacht. Now, many of you may know Scenic for their river cruises, but their ocean discovery yachts are a grand experience. I asked Lauren Fry, who is with Scenic USA, to tell us all about Scenic from the river cruising, also with their ocean yachts, and what those itineraries offer for you. Scenic has a fleet of river ships sailing in Europe and in Asia, uh, but in 2019, Scenic launched their first discovery yacht called Scenic Eclipse, and that's the ship that we were sailing on, and she's a beautiful ocean-going discovery yacht called that because uh, she can go all over the world. So this ship is polar rated. She can go to Antarctica and to the Arctic. She can also sail in the warm waters like we were in, in the Sea of Cortez. And just a few months ago, the second eclipse was launched, Scenic Eclipse 2. She is currently in Europe. So there's Scenic now has two ocean-going yachts that guests can book. It's got the capacity to, for instance, carry a submarine and two helicopters on board, which, as you can imagine, are great ways to see some of the exciting destinations that that ship visits. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of the things that really makes those ships very, very special too. their whole discovery side. So it's all about, you know, really exploring the areas where you're in. But someone wanting to cruise for the first time, let's go back, though, to the difference then between river and ocean cruising. I mean, that option is there for them, but how does scenic differ between their river and their ocean uh, itinerary? I would say, you know, the river itineraries are really kind of an uh, immersive look into the cities and towns that you would visit along the rivers that you're sailing on. Um, And they might have a slower pace because you're not really going oftentimes very far on the river. You're sailing at night and uh, visiting the towns during the day. You're able to just step right off the ship uh, into town. Whereas when you are on the Discovery Yachts, there's a little bit more adventure even getting to the ports. So this ship uh, on our trip uh, was moored in little bays and harbors. And uh, to reach ports, you would get into a tender or a zodiac. Uh, So just even getting into the port is a bit of an adventure on Scenic Eclipse. And also, you know, this ship, a lot of the itineraries have more of a discovery focus. The touring perspective, we were able to do some hikes and visit the beaches, but being able to get a bird's eye view on the helicopter of what else these islands contained and what they looked like from the air was really 
fascinating. It felt like we were, you know, a bit of explorers ourselves. It really did feel that way to be able to go in the submarine, go under the sea and see just the sea life and just also just to see what the sea floor, the ocean floor looks like as well. Uh, because we were, uh, when we went in the submarine, we were in a little bit more shallow water. So we actually went down to the bottom and were able wow. to- the, yeah, the sea bottom, the ocean bottom. And that's just fascinating because you don't typically have a chance to, to do that in the in the deeper water, unless you're scuba diving, of course. But this was very comfortable in a, you know, climate control, air control submarine that had windows all around so we could really look out and see everything that was underwater there. It was really very fascinating. And you're down there for about 15 minutes. So it was a, it was a nice time to be down there. That's great. Yeah. And the the crew had said that it was the first time that they had been able to dive in the Sea of Cortez. So in that way, again, you know, you guys were a bit of a, you were the discovery team too. You were, you were helping them out to see what was down there. And later in the show, I'm going to share a conversation that I had with Christina, one of the helicopter pilots, because like I said, it was kind of hard to decide which one to do, but I, I've gone up in a helicopter before. So since I had to make a choice, I decided to do the submarine uh, this time. But now these are great things that people do off the ship. But let's talk about everything going on on board the ship. Lauren, tell our listeners what that experience is like on board Scenic. Yeah, so Scenic Eclipse is a beautiful ship that is very well outfitted for spending time on board. Um, I'm sure you visited the spa, which is very spacious. In addition to the treatment rooms, it's got saunas, traditional sauna, infrared saunas, steam rooms, cold plunge pools, experience showers. It's got a whole relaxation area. And so you could really spend quite a bit of time just relaxing, especially I love that the sauna has huge windows. You can see outside the view of the beautiful places that you are while you're getting to, you know, relax and take care of your health. Um, And the dining on Eclipse is really top notch. There are 10 total dining experiences on the ship, which when you think about it for a ship that carries a maximum of 228 passengers, is really quite something. It, you know, it really is. And you're right. I mean, those dining options are really great. Now, let me ask you this, though. For the dining options, do we need to make that reservation beforehand? Uh, or can we decide once we get on board? Because there's so many options. You may want to go back for seconds with some of the places as well. Absolutely. No, you can take care of that once you get on board. So there are a few dining options on board that you do need to make reservations for. And those would be Lumiere, which is the French dining restaurant, the sushi bar at Coco's, as well as the night market at Coco's, which is a teppanyaki grill style dining experience. Um, But what's so great is that every suite on Scenic Eclipse comes with butler service. And so once you get on board, your butler can make reservations for you. You can tell that him or her where you'd like to dine and they will go ahead and do that for you. And also any night of the week, you can dine at Coco's uh, Asian fusion restaurant, as well as elements, Mediterranean dining. So you've always got tons of choices. And they're also very, very good. I really enjoy Coco's too, because, uh, that one of my favorite things there, um, 
had the shrimp dish that had a sauce on it. <laughs> that oh my me gosh. Of, oh, it was so good. It reminded me of one of my favorite dishes at a local restaurant here. So a little bit of home while I was on board Cynic Eclipse uh, with that particular meal. But every meal was delicious. And you're right. It's so easy to go into, you know, the restaurants and just, you know, have a nice meal. And those butlers can definitely make sure that you get exactly what you want when you're on board. On board the ship, there were many things to do as well. Itinic Eclipse has a beautiful theater, and that theater is used for a variety of different kinds of programming. On our sailing, we had some lectures about the geography of the Sea of Cortez, which was a new area to, I think, many passengers on the ship. It's not, um, I think, an area that many people have visited. So it was very interesting to listen to the Discovery team talk about the geography and history of that area. Uh, they also showed some movies in the theater in the evenings, and there was live entertainment as well. The cruise director, uh, her name is Amy, has a beautiful voice. And so there's really a lot you can choose from. They do daily trivia and games. So, you know, you can get as involved in the onboard programming as you want, or you can kind of do your own thing. So for the guests who were really interested in the flora and fauna, they held a, a group meeting called Critter Club every day which was really fun when you would get back from exploring. You would, could meet Critter Club in the lounge and talk about the animals that we saw that day, which in the Sea of Cortez, you know, ranged from sea lions to dolphins to all different species of birds and the different cacti and flowers that we saw. It was really cool to, to come back and be able to get some perspective and hear more about everything we had seen that day. I'll stop here, but when I come back, I have more with Lauren and our time on the scenic eclipse, sailing along the Sea of Cortez. So stay where you are, we'll be back in a moment. You're on Travel with Anita and Friends. When you think of luxury cruising, what comes to mind? If you think service and amenities above and beyond, then you're thinking like me. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. I recently cruised along the Sea of Cortez on the Scenic Eclipse Luxury Discovery Yacht. It's an experience that truly speaks to a luxury experience and all of that you will really want to relax as well as have a bit of adventure. I talked with Lauren Fry with Scenic USA about the question that is often asked about cruising. All-inclusive, what does it mean and do I get that? Yeah, Scenic is truly all-inclusive. Um, all of your meals are included, all of your drinks. Uh, you might have noticed there's a beautiful large bar in the lounge area that contains 110 different kinds of whiskeys. That's all included in the pricing. Your tours are included. Uh, you can use the spa to your heart's content. Uh, so the only thing really that you would have to pay extra for would be if you had a treatment at the spa um, and to use the helicopter and sub also carries a cost. Otherwise, you know, you can get on and off the ship without having a bill, which is a really great feeling when you're on vacation. That is a great feeling. Are, and are gratuities included as well? Absolutely. Gratuities are included on and off the ship. So if you're on a sailing where there's tour guides, those gratuities are also included in your cost. That makes it so easy. It really, really does. <laughs> I have to say thank you for that. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> and you've already yeah, me too. Some, 
Yeah, I know. I know. It really makes it a lot easier. So, Lauren, the ship is so comfortable. And in particular, our staterooms. And each one has a balcony. I mean, that's just wonderful for viewing the scenery as you cruise along. Oh my gosh, yes. Every stateroom has a balcony. Um, and I really enjoyed every morning raising my curtains to see where we were going to be that morning and then just stepping out onto the balcony to take a picture and take in the new day's view. Um, I absolutely love these rooms. They're so comfortable, especially the beds, which have the um you can raise the head and foot portion of the bed to get perfectly comfy. I just sleep so well on that ship. Me too. And it's something about selling anyway that gives you a good night's sleep. And then when you have those beds that you can adjust to your uh, specific way that you want to sleep. A little yes. higher the head, a little higher the foot. It definitely makes it perfect. And, you know, Lauren, the other thing I love, too, about the balconies is that you can sit out there in the morning, have your coffee or your tea. Then in the evenings, the afternoons, you can sit out there and have your glass of wine or something to wrap up the day. So a perfect spot for just relaxing and taking in the view and just experiencing the whole, you know, your whole journey. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I enjoy that too. And you know, like we were talking about with your butlers, you can have your butler bring you coffee in the morning and stock your refrigerator with the wine or beer of your choice. So, you know, yes, you can choose your beverage on your balcony any time of day. Any time of day. It's definitely very comfortable there sitting and sitting and watching. Yeah. And you've already mentioned the number of passengers on board the Eclipse One, but what about Eclipse Two? Is that a different number that we would experience on that ship? Nope, it's the same size. Um, both can carry a maximum of 228 guests, but in the polar regions, they just carry 200. So it's a bit of a reduced guest count there. Mm -hmm. um, and the crew number, it's almost one-to-one -one crew ratio. So the crew number is 176 crew and 192 in the polar region. So it's really, um, as I'm sure you noticed, Anita, the crew are very attentive and um, the service is excellent. Oh, extremely excellent service. You know, it's the service that I like to say, I know you and I have talked about this before. It's the service that I like to call, it goes beyond customer service because you feel like family. <laughs> you, really, yeah. you feel like it's your brothers or sisters or aunts and uncles or something that are there serving you. So it's really a great experience. Definitely, definitely very exceptional customer service. But, you know, I want, I have to mention that I was really impressed with the diversity also of the crew that you all have on board Scenic Eclipse. There were people that were from, you know, South Africa, um, a, a lady that I really got to know that was one of the servers that was from the Ukraine. So you really have a very diverse crew group that's on board really from all around the, the world, very international uh, crew. Absolutely. Yes. I'm always so interested to talk to the crew and see where they're from. And, and you're right. I met crew members from the Philippines, from, you know, Bulgaria and Peru and, you know, South Africa. So it's just so fascinating to meet um, such a wide range of different nationalities on board, different backgrounds and get to know them. I was impressed as well. Very, very impressive. Really impressive. But now I know that the ship, uh, the Eclipse, is very inspirational, so much so that there's even a TV show 
that was produced about your ship and going to the Antarctic. Yeah, that's right, Anita. Maritime Masters, which is on the Discovery Channel, it started in May, and uh, it's got it's a five episode show that chronicles the ship as she moves from California down to Antarctica to start the Antarctica season. Uh, it's one of the most exciting destinations to be able to visit on scenic eclipse, and you can imagine the amount of preparation that goes into preparing for the Antarctic season where you're going to be, you know, essentially, you know, in remote destinations for multiple months at a time. And so this show really um, can, uh, first of all, showcases the ship and its crew, but also kind of, you know, what it's like to prepare to go to Antarctica. And Maritime Masters is on the Discovery Channel right now. It airs 11 a.m. on Saturdays. So, you know, you can see some of our crew friends on there and, and really get a sense of what life on Scenic Eclipse is like. Yeah, and I have my fingers crossed that, um, you know, that it will have a replay with, um, you know, us able to see it again and again and again. <laughs> I sure hope so. Yeah, it's a really, it's so fun to kind of relive the experience of being on Scenic Eclipse. I've really been enjoying watching it. It is really a great show and really gives you a lot of information just about behind the scenes of cruising and how cruise ships not only prepare for a routing like this, but just, you know, all that's involved. Because when we get on board, you know, as guests, Everything is just so laid out, just so perfect that we don't think about all of that goes on to make it all happen for us. So it's good to kind of see. Yeah, that. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yes, I agree. And yeah. now I really want to go to Antarctica. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, it's on my bucket list, too. I mean, I think that would be fascinating. You have to get all of the continents in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But now, you know, Lauren, this has been, you know, great chatting with you about this. I want to say thank you so much for inviting me to come along on the Sea of Cortez. I always wanted to sell that as well and to be part of discovering things like those things underwater, the seafloor and everything. So thank you so much. But now I do want the listeners to have a chance to choose maybe the Sea of Cortez itinerary or one of your other great itineraries on the Eclipse 1 or 2, or even the river cruises as well, because I've done that with you all too. So how can we go about booking uh, a cruise with you? Sure. Well, you can see the full schedule of where the yachts and the river cruises are going to be by going to scenicusa.com. And your travel advisor can also help you with booking any of the sailings that you're interested in. Oh, absolutely. It's hard to choose. So many great itineraries. My trip to cruise the Sea of Cortez with scenic cruises was amazing. It was filled with all the fun that I could possibly have. And I could actually relax because I didn't worry about unforeseen situations popping up because my travel buddy was there taking care of all of the worry while I had all of the fun. And I know you know, because I'm always telling you about my travel buddy. That would be Allianz Travel Insurance. They take all of the worry out of my trips. There's no stressing over things like covered trip delays, cancellations that may happen, or those trip interruptions. No worries about any of them. I'm having all of the fun while they're covering unforeseen circumstances. Visit their website, AllianceTravelInsurance.com. I'll stop here, but when I come back, I have more about my time on the Discovery Yacht 
scenic eclipse when we talk about some of those discovery things that you can do too. Back in a moment here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Going on a discovery doesn't have to be all on land, it can be on sea as well. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Today I'm sharing a recent trip that I discovered quite a few things on a discovery yacht where I cruise along the Sea of Cortez on Scenic Eclipse Luxury Discovery Yacht. Now I've been talking with Lauren Fry about the things that you can do on board the ship, but I want to switch over now and talk with Boris Wise where he tells us all about the discovery things that we can do off the ship. Why don't we start off telling people a little bit about what a discovery team is and what a discovery yacht is. Sure. Um, Scenic's world's first discovery yacht here on board. We have uh, vehicles on board that you might not find on other ships, uh, such as two helicopters and a submarine, as well as a fleet of Zodiacs, so ribs, essentially what we use for tenders to go ashore, but not to jetties or piers, but landings on beaches and remote areas as well as a fleet of kayaks and stand-up paddle boards. So we offer a variety of activities in the air, under the water, on the water, uh, and all tools we use to discover or explore coastlines and kind of check out what's around the corner, perhaps you know, look at wildlife, birds, whales, uh, whatever we can find really. Yeah, because we've even had some Zodiac tours where we actually go around and sail around the islands. And the day that I did that, it was really great because we saw so many sea lions, you would not believe. So we might visit places where we don't go ashore, but it's just as good to explore the coastline, right? So you have nesting birds on shore, perhaps a haul out for sea lions, and even just the scenery itself, coves, caves. Uh, and that's kind of the beauty of, of discovery or, or expedition is exploring. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about what the Discovery Team actually does, because I know that you all also go out and discover what it is that we can later discover. Yeah, that's that's right. We'll put a schedule together. It's always a plan A. Uh, once the captain brings the ship in a position, we'll typically launch some Zodiacs and go scout, find the best place for us to go ashore. If we're going to lead a hike, for example, go scout out uh, the area or the coastline. We have high and low tides, weather we deal with, uh, perhaps a, a forecasted wind direction isn't ideal, so we'll have to go find a new place. So we're always out there with flexibility and looking to kind of maximize the opportunities as they present themselves. Now is that on all of your sailings or is it more particular to ones like this? Because I know we have decided where we are going ashore pretty much each day, which has been an adventure in itself. It's been kind of fun to know what island we may discover. Yeah, well, Scenic offers a few different products um, and itineraries, I should say, depending on where we are in the world. But we're always looking to go around the corner and check it out. We've got a classic cruise, for example, when we're in the Mediterranean. Uh, and then we have full expedition mode in the Arctic and the Antarctic and something in between, kind of a hybrid mode. And that's where we are here, uh, Sea of Cortez. We have some tours today, checking out the culture of Loreto, some great opportunities there, but we're also with a discovery team. So we have uh, a team there to, to lead some, some excursions in the Zodiacs and on shore, and also interpret what we're seeing. So we've got enrichment lectures on board. We do a recap and briefing each night. And we have something called the Critter Club. 
So yeah. once we're on board, Critter Club. Critter Club. Once we're on board uh, in the evening after experiencing and discovering new places and things, we love to get together and chat a little bit about the wildlife, help identify some of the kind of unique adaptations uh, to the region. So we're in the desert right now and how some animals might thrive in this environment. And what's really cool about some of our itineraries, we go A to B. And so we'll go from different ecosystems. For example, mm-hmm. the last trip we started in the tropics and then ended in the desert, right? So seeing how different animals have evolved and adapted to different regions, not just identification, but some of the, the cool things about these creatures. It's fascinating to see their, see them in their natural habitat. Yeah, when we see a concentration like that, a true wildlife spectacle, thousands if not hundreds of thousands of animals. And for example, what we saw were seabirds. They spend most of their life pretty much at sea and they only come ashore for nesting, laying Mm -hmm. eggs, raising the chicks. So they find safe areas and also places that have a lot of food, a lot of productivity. So we might think they live there, but really they're just visiting. They're raising their kids and then they're gonna go back out to sea. These seabirds, when we're out out and even in, in crossings, we see boobies and frigate birds and pelicans and they spend almost all day, all their life out at sea and really only come ashore to raise their young. Now let's talk a little bit about Antarctica and some of the things that you see there because Antarctica is becoming like the bucket list destination where people are really wanting to go there. So what are some of the things you see there? Well, it's extremely unique. Um, There are icebergs in other parts of the world. You can find glaciers in other parts of the world, for example, in Alaska, or if you go up to Svalbard, north of Norway. But the Antarctic is completely different. It is completely glaciated. And there are icebergs there the sizes, size of, of small countries, practically. Oh, so wow. it is a completely overwhelming uh, place in its scenery. The wildlife concentration is unlike anything else you can find on the planet. Mm. We, we know there are penguins there, but we also see whales, we see seals and sea lions. And again, the crossing itself through the Drake Passage, we see albatross, wandering albatross. So it is just teeming with wildlife and the scenery is pretty much unlike anything you've ever seen on this planet. Yeah, you guys hear that, and you can definitely see it and go go see it on Scenic. Now, Boris, tell me, though, a little bit about the above-the-sea discoveries and the below-the-sea. So we can take a helicopter ride or we can go in a submarine. That is quite unique. Yeah, absolutely, to have uh, both both those opportunities in tandem with what we do here. There are some ships that have uh, a helicopter and some that have a submarine, but no ship has both uh, right now. And so we do flight seeing tours with our two helicopters. Just an amazing opportunity to see Antarctica or anywhere for that fact in the mm. world from the air, a completely unique experience. And then going in a submarine, my goodness, so to see animals and a completely different ecosystem and things that we don't necessarily associate with the area. When we think about diving, often we associate our snorkeling that we've done in the past in warm waters, but it's not something we'd really consider doing in cold temperatures and so having that opportunity to go down in a submarine and see this unique marine environment is something that uh, is pretty exclusive. Now some people may say you're going under the sea in a submarine so what do you all do to kind of encourage people that might be a little shy about that? Well we definitely give everyone the opportunity to come visit the submarine before going in a dive. We have a briefing so we have a safety briefing talking about what to expect, uh, how to dress, how we're going to get in and out of it, 
Our pilots are always available to answer questions for anyone that might be nervous, but there are these two huge glass domes. So it's not your typical submarine that you think of with small little portholes. These things are pretty much acrylic glass domes and you are surrounded by the ocean. It's a mm. really, really cool experience. Yeah, I had a chance to go down and I was really pleased to see how you can see in front of you, the side of you and behind as well. As a matter of fact, you want to look behind so you don't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's it's 360 degrees in there. You're not just looking through a small, small porthole. So today's technology with submarines are just completely different from what we may have grown up with. Uh, and, and they're very, very special and, and unique opportunity. How many people do you have on your team? On our team, when we're in, in full discovery mode, we have up to 22. Wow. And then uh, in our hybrids, we're, we pair that down depending on the region and, and what we can offer. So how can my listeners book a cruise and come on board and have all of these extraordinary experiences? Well, contact your, your travel agent. They'll definitely be able to uh, show you what we offer all over the world, our different products. And if you don't have an agent yet, check out scenicusa.com. There you go. I'm going right there now, and I'm on the ship. I'm going to go check it out. So thanks a lot, Boris. Thank I appreciate you. it. My thank pleasure. you. Thank you for making sailing the Sea of Cortez so much fun. I've really enjoyed it. It's, it's been, been great sailing with you, absolutely. Well, thank you. It's been a great exploration. Now is a good time to start booking. And there are many reasons you may need travel insurance and coverage. It's easy when you're booking with your favorite travel supplier. Alias Travel Insurance partners with top airlines, hotels, and travel agencies too. Alliance Travel Insurance makes it easy to be booked and insured all at the same time. Visit their website, alliancetravelinsurance.com. Now on your news is back. I'll stop here. When I come back, I'll tell you all about the helicopter show Travel with Anita and Prince. When you're ready for an adventure, sometimes the best way to do it is from above. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Now today I have been sharing my recent trip to cruise along the Sea of Cortez. Don't you love that name? Well, I was cruising with Scenic Eclipse on their Discovery Yacht, which is all about exploring the areas around you from above the sea and below the sea. I had a chance to talk with Christina, who's one of the pilots flying the helicopters that are part of the Discovery team on board the Scenic Eclipse. I asked her to tell us a little bit about that experience. This helicopter is Airbus. Uh, this is an H-130 T2 helicopter. Um, it seats six passengers, or it's configured to seat six passengers in the pilot. So Scenic bought two brand new helicopters uh, for the Scenic Eclipse. Uh, specifically so that we could do tours in the Antarctica and the polar environments. The reason they chose these helicopters was because they were designed to be tour aircraft. So they're specifically designed uh, with a tour company in mind. They, they, they talked uh, with that tour company and they wanted something that was going to be comfortable for passengers and you know the views were going to be good and as you can see it's pretty much all windows so mm -hmm. it's just views all the way. Light aircraft, it's very, uh, it's not noisy because of the fenestron, the tail that it has. So it's a, it's a really good choice for the tourism industry. 
Well, how fast does it go? I saw you taking off, and before I could get over to my, my balcony and get a picture, you were like <laughs> zipping on the way. So how fast does it go, and how long does it take for it to go from like taking off to getting up to top speed? So in a tour, we're usually gonna go around 100 knots because we want you guys to enjoy it and actually see things. This helicopter likes to kind of cruise at around 110, 120 knots, and 130 is basically top, that's that's it. It is aircraft, like most helicopters, um, it's not gonna take that long to get to 100 and something, but it, it has its, its process. And yeah, when we're taking off from the ship, we kind of we kind of just push forward and go. And get on, get um, on going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do that a, a little quick. Now tell me then, so what are some of the things then, this is a discovery yacht, mm -hmm. and what makes it a discovery yacht are the things, the toys, the big toys that you all have on board, like the two helicopters, am I correct, mm -hmm. too? Uh, so tell me a little bit about what people are going to see when they decide to take one of the tours with you. So like you mentioned, it is a discovery yacht. There are places that we haven't been at ever, and we're discovering it with the passengers as well. We do our background information, we do our, our, our homework about where we're gonna fly and all of that. If it is a place that doesn't have any like weather information and things like that, like Antarctica, for example, uh, that the weather is not necessarily gonna be like the weather app is saying this, blah, 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 yeah. It could change anything. Yeah, exactly. We do what's called a reconnaissance flight before we take passengers on board. So we'll do that flight, we'll see what route we can do that uh, makes sense, we'll see that the weather is okay, and and that's part of the discovery, right? Mm -hmm. If it's not looking good, unfortunately, we'll, we'll have to cancel or just, you know, postpone until the next time that we can uh, can go. So that's one of the things with the this discovery thing is, is understanding that this, it's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll have to pivot a little bit. And, and we'll see what we can do. But we're always trying to get the best experience for the uh, for the passengers and the guests. But that is the discovery. Yeah, well, that's what it is all <laughs> exactly. about. So about how long do, do you take folks up though? Going on 30 your, minutes. Your tours? 30 it's minutes? a 30 minute tour, yeah, 30 mm -hmm. minute flight. And on this one, we're, we're cruising along the Sea of Cortez. So you're just flying over the mountains because it's such beautiful, untouched, you know, no habitats in these areas. So what are you kind of seeing as you're going up? So uh, we went up on the uh, Isla Angel de la Guarda, the Archangel Island, um, and that's one of the biggest islands in the Sea of Cortez, one of the biggest islands that Mexico has and uh, in this area, and it is a pretty amazing scenery. It, had, uh, it has 4,000 foot peaks mountain-wise, and then it has an area that is completely flat. So it was really nice scenery. We took off and it was just beautiful water um, the east side of the island had a lot of the beaches that you saw it was flatter and then it was these very very dramatic peaks yeah. that would go really high mm -hmm. so we did a little mountain surfing <laughs> it was really nice beautiful 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 uh, mountain peaks and then on the west side it was just sheer cliffs and it was very dramatic oh. as well so there were cliffs there were also some bays and and a couple nice. of like salt ponds because mm -hmm. it was cut off from the rest of the ocean um so it was beautiful and again i'd never flown in the area so we were discovering it with the passengers we saw turtles we saw uh dolphins 
California sea lions, oh, wow. Spencer and the other tour, they saw sharks. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, they, they, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty great experience. It is definitely an expedition. Yeah. Now, do you ever land? Because you mentioned Antarctica. So do you ever land on like a glacier? Or so anything? in Antarctica, we don't. We don't land. Uh, the reason you can land in glaciers in uh, Alaska, for example, is because they have a team of people that can go to the glacier and see this is where we can land today. Like you yeah. have to do a recon for that on the ground and make sure you mm -hmm. have a spot where it's safe to land people, exactly. right? Yeah. And we can't really do that in Antarctica. We are trying at some mm -hmm. point to do it and we are moving towards that. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, we're not we're not landing. We're taking off and landing from the ship, which is the safest option right right and, now. And again, like you just mentioned about, you know, the things that you saw, you know, with the mountains and the cliffs, you're still seeing a lot of great, beautiful scenery oh, in yeah. Antarctica. Yes. Okay, Christina, now I have to shift over and ask about you because I have to tell you, you're the first helicopter pilot that I've met that is a female. <laughs> yes. So let's start at the beginning. How did you get started? And was this like a childhood dream that you had little toy airplanes and helicopters? <laughs> and your parents were always like, well, we part of the Barbie dolls or something. <laughs> so tell me, you know, how, how you moved into what a lot of people would think maybe it's a man's job. Yeah. But we know that ladies rule. So <laughs> tell us how you got started. So it did start uh, pretty early on in my life. I was around 10 or 11, and I don't know why, but I watched Pearl Harbor, and for some reason, that movie just awoke something in me about a passion for flight, flight and history. I decided when I saw that movie that I was gonna be a pilot in the US military. Like, that's what I said, that's my goal, that's, my, that's what I wanted to do. A couple of years later, <laughs> And my parents thought it was a phase, because again, it's an 11-year-old telling you these, these things, right? A couple of years later, Black Hawk Down came out. And for some reason, a movie about helicopters crashing was like, yeah, I want to fly a helicopter, <laughs> right? Very historical event, and you know, it was an amazing movie and all that, but what came, what I got from it was, I really want to fly helicopters now. Mm -hmm. um, I started with airplanes when I was about 19. I just, it, they weren't for me. I have my, my private license for airplanes, but I just, it, it didn't click. Um, I wasn't as excited about it as I, as I wanted to be. And then I took a demo flight, a demonstration flight in a helicopter, it was 15 minutes, and I fell in love. Mm. I was like, this is it. This is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. Now, was um, that in the military though? Or? No, this was civilian, all civilian, civilian. yeah. Okay. I didn't actually go the military route, life happened. Mm -hmm. But a lot of doors opened on the civilian side and I did a lot of things that I never thought I was going to do. Um, so I was an instructor and uh, tour pilot and uh, charter pilot in Puerto Rico for about three years. I got my licenses first in Arizona, worked in uh, Puerto Rico, then I worked in New York City, which I never thought I was going to work in my life. Uh, really interesting airspace, really, really great uh, company. I worked briefly with Scenic in 2020 before the pandemic. So I had this job before the pandemic. I was like, I made it, dream job, <laughs> and travel the world. Here comes the pandemic. And yeah, basically I got off in uh, uh, the end of February. Two days before I was supposed to come back, the world closed. <laughs> so yeah, I had to figure out what to do after that and I got into firefighting. Uh, aerial firefighting, which was an amazing experience. I got to fly the military aircraft I wanted to fly, <laughs> mm -hmm. flew Chinooks and, uh, and Blackhawks. And then the opportunity to come back here uh, happened and, and here I am. Here you are, <laughs> absolutely. So tell me then, what, what you, I mean, you certainly described it, but tell us what it is that just really 
gives you that joy, that kind of inner joy about flying a helicopter, about flying, and then about flying a helicopter. Because I think it's just flying in general, but certainly helicopters. Yeah, flying in general, it's, it's, that's, it's a, it's, the best way I can describe it is, like, if you're not a morning person, and I'm a morning person, but I'm not a want to wake up at four o'clock in the morning person. Uh, there are quite a few uh, flights that you have to do when the sun is coming up. Mm -hmm. Get to the airport and you're wishing for coffee in your bed. You're pre-flighting, <laughs> doing all these things. You get into that aircraft and the moment you take off and you see the sun start rising and you're, it's you, the aircraft, in this moment. And it's just peace. It's like your home, like this is, I'm where I'm supposed to be. What a fascinating way to plan a trip and travel and do your own discovery on board Scenic Eclipse. So now is the time for you to start checking out their website to see all of the various itineraries. And as we mentioned earlier in the show, Scenic also has river cruises in Europe and in Asia. So that's an option as well. So visit their website, scenicusa.com. Start planning your trip. In two weeks, I'll be back with another great destination here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Let's have another discovery. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Travel with Anita. For more, log on to her website, travelwithanita with two ends.com. And listen to her award-winning podcast, Quarter Miles Travel, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Anita will be back in two weeks with another exciting adventure for you and your travel buddies. So keep those passports updated. And remember to always travel safe and travel smart. Right, Jack? Uh, uh, uh.